This podcast is supported by Conspiracy Unlimited. Richard Serrett is a regular guest host on Coast to Coast AM, the most listened to late night radio program in the world. Now you can hear Richard on his podcast, Conspiracy Unlimited, three days a week. Political intrigue and scepterfuge, conspiracies, the paranormal, UFOs, alternative energy, and more. New episodes drop every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Conspiracy Unlimited, following the truth wherever it leads. Listen and subscribe at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast, a studio DNA podcast. We're available on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at thehorriblemoviepodcast.com. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. You can become a patron of our show and the Studio DNA Network by going to patreon.com slash studio DNA to find out more. Now, here's the show. Start the show out with a tribute to the internet and some scary stuff. You got to be careful on the internet. Hit it, Phil. <laughs> Don't let your woman play on the internet. She'll run away with a man she ain't never met One click of the mouse and she's out of the house And she's out on her own And there ain't no way in heck cause she's a-coming home Yeah, yeah, yeah Thank you! I'm done! <laughs> Welcome to the Horror Movie Podcast. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I'm Jack. Uh, we have Thomas Folks in the house. What up, y'all? Um, we have producer Phil. A little, a little was that for Thomas? That is, that's for Thomas. Or for yourself. <laughs> no, no, I would never <laughs> applaud myself. That was for you. Um, so congratulatory. Uh, we are doing Masters of the Universe today. Um, we talked about this in the pre-show um, that uh, of our childhoods, this is one of those great... Uh, great uh, toy lines, a great car. Well, it was a great cartoon. If you watch it now, it, it the animation is not super great, but they didn't care. They're trying to sell toys. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen? I, I'm going to recommend this, folks. Um, the toys that made us on Netflix. Watch that. There's a whole He-Man thing on it. It's really, it's very entertaining, super entertaining. Um, Thomas. Yes, sir. Your first um, experience with He-Man. Go. My first experience with He-Man was probably Christmas 1980, I don't know, 1986 maybe, somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. I got Castle Grayskull. Whoa. Yes. It was like, I mean, you know, everybody wanted it. Yes. And you you sort of drooled over it yes. in Kmart, you know, as you stood there, you yes. know, with your, with your Garanimals. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, wanted a, I wanted Castle Grayskull so bad. Um, and you know, my parents, you know, came from like not much. So, you know, I wasn't the kid that had transformers a lot. I was the GoBot kid. Yes. And, and that Christmas Santa came. Yes. <laughs> and you were, he, he, you were pumped. he, I was so pumped. I mean, I'm like, I'm, they I, say, this is the only thing you're getting. That you was, understand that <laughs> that was it. You are only getting this for Christmas. Right. Exactly. It was better than a bowl of gruel. So <laughs> Castle Grayskull, Prince Adam yes. and Battle Armor. He man, which the uh, the it came. It was a, a regular armor. You'd hit it once, and it would have like one slice across it. Car, scar across, hit it twice. They have two against it. Yeah, and I guess he he man dies after that. Whenever you hit I, it twice, I think so. He, I think his head popped off and he exploded. <laughs> yeah. Um, I received and it probably was around the same time, eighty seven or eighty eight. Whenever the toy line had 
been on the f- complete downturn. My mm-hmm. parents finally sprung for uh, Snake Mountain. Ooh. So I had Snake Mountain. Had we been able to play we at that have. time together, That's right. uh, we would have been able to have the two sets. Um, Snake Mountain had a microphone in it, and it, but it utilized, I think it had a battery, but I do know that it utilized that coil system. Like a that, slinky that system. Slinky system <laughs> where you talk into it, and it would, like, and it would just reverberate because it was reverberating off the springs that were in there. Right, so. yeah. Anyway, Snake Mountain. I got lots of toys of He-Man, especially at the end whenever they were selling them for nothing. Right, whenever they were on the clearance rack. Yes. Next um, to my GoBots. Did you watch <laughs> the GoBot Kid? You are the GoBot Kid. Mm-hmm. Um, did you watch the cartoon a lot? I watched it. I watched it enough to know that whenever I finally got around to seeing the movie, that the movie was way off. <laughs> <laughs> Something was up with this movie. Yeah, I loved Orko. I mean, and I think that was everybody's favorite character I think so. from the show. He was the Urkel of he was. this uh, of the cartoon. He floated. Oh, did I do that? One of those numbers. <laughs> he had no face. He was magical. He was magical. And he was funny. And he was always causing mischief. Yeah. He was always getting the gang into the troubles. And then uh, Prince Adam in his pink uh, vest. <laughs> and pink, uh, pink pants, maroon vest, uh, bur- let's go, burgundy vest. Pink tights. Tights, yeah. Um, and then, you know, r- burgundy boots His and Prince a white. valiant hair. And a, and a white Under Armour long sleeve shirt he wore. <laughs> and then he would put the sword into the air and what would happen? Well, he would get filled with the power of Grayskull. And what would he say? I have the power! He man. Yeah, that was great. Had, I needed that. Had the vocal. Try to pull up the vocal of that, please, if you can. Um, I have the power. Uh, well, of, you know, the, t- of the of the He Man intro. I don't think we'll get in trouble on the radio for playing the He Man intro. Okay. If you can pull it up on YouTube, He Man uh, intro intro theme, it'll be worth it. Yeah, I yeah. promise it'll be worth it. If not, I didn't promise anything. <laughs> you can't prove a thing. Um, okay. And the masters of the universe. This is the cartoon, by the way. Prince of Eternia and defender of the secrets of Castle Grayskull. This is Cringer, my fearless friend. Cringer. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I held wow, aloft my magic sword and said, By the power of Grayskull. Oh, this is so great. He zaps Cringer into Battle Cat. All right, you can fade it now. <laughs> anyway, so here we go. Big intro. Go on YouTube. You can find that intro, folks. Uh, so good, man. He, man. So with that said, as epic as that intro was, as epic as the uh, as the cartoon was and playing with the toys when you were, you know, eight, nine, uh, this movie was a major letdown. Oh. A massive letdown. Words can't describe what a letdown this movie was. I mean, we rented this at the video store in Mountain View, um, and I remember actually at Bob's TV and Appliances that before they got the video store because they got a video store like in '88, '89. So I rented this at Bob's TV and Appliances, and I was so excited about it because I didn't know I right. hadn't watched it in theaters. There was no internet to tell you what's right and wrong, right? Like now, yeah, they will tell you what's right and wrong. That's why I started the show. Off. That's why I started the show off the internet love song because it will tell you what's right and wrong. Uh, and you have to believe it. Um, but we watched it, and I was just like, I think I gave it a chance too. Uh, even when, it, like, after it was over, thinking, well, this is just a, a, a different take on He Man, I guess. I, I get. I mean, it's a different. It's definitely. A different <laughs> we didn't ask take. for that new take, right? It just was. I was confused. You know, I mean, like, I'm one of those people that's just like sort of grateful to get anything. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. the fact that the fact that somebody made <laughs> Masters of the Universe, I was happy about that. I wish somebody would go back now today and make a mask movie. Do you remember the mask yes, toys? Uh, uh, who was the one guy? There was some Jeep. There was a Jeep that transformed into something, and yeah. then yeah, yeah. Mask. Anyway. So just their to get, theme song was really good too for the mask as well. Just to get anything that was He Man was was great, you know. But at the end of the day, you're like, where did this come from? Why are we on Earth? Yes. What's up with where's Orko? I mean, right. where's Orko? Why did they why did they supplant uh, Orko for uh, what's his face? Gwildor. Gwildor. 
Ugh. who ate ribs and didn't know he was eating meat. Yeah. Which lent a whole other question to this society that they live in. Okay, so it is time. It is time for some deets, the details of the movie Masters of the Universe, starring Dolph Lundgren. Starring um, his uh, only second second movie right after yeah, Rocky. After Rocky, uh, he was Ivan Drago. Yeah, uh, must I'm, I will I, I will break I you. will break you I will break you <laughs> Skeletor I will break you. So it was just downhill for Dolph Lundgren after. Uh, yeah, Rocky. I mean, and he I think he did like Universal Soldiers with um, Jean Claude uh, Van Damme, which makes sense. And he's actually making a comeback because what's he's he in, in the Expendables, right? He is in the Expendables, and he did the did he do No Escape with uh, Stallone? Yes, and he was he's also in um, Arrow, the TV show Arrow, okay. and he's in a major motion picture, and he's part of the. Is he playing Arrow? Uh, a, a, I think a Russian bad guy, but like as a villain, like a super villain. Yeah, wow, like a okay. bad guy. Well, not not like he's just a. He's a, a gang man. Uh, I mean, he's in charge of something. I don't know. Okay. He's in Creed. He makes a brief cameo in Creed. He's in Creed 2? Uh, or did Creed 2 come out? Not yet. I thought I saw Creed 2. Where's <laughs> he in? He's, he's in something coming up that was going to be a... That I was like, I can't believe he's in that. Anyway, I didn't need to get, on, get great audio going on here. Um, so, produced, uh, directed by Gary Goddard. I'm not going to get into the legal problems that Gary Goddard <laughs> has right now. Just not gonna, folks. Produced by Yorm, Yoram Globus and Menahem Golan, uh, two characters from Lord of the Rings. Um, written by, as a joke, uh, haha. Written by <laughs> David Odell. Thanks, Dave. Why? <laughs> uh, ba- it says based on He-Man and the Master of the Universe. I don't agree. I don't think it was. <laughs> Starring Dolph Lundgren as He-Man, Frank Langella as Skeletor. I was fine with Frank as Skeletor. He did a great job. Courtney Cox, she plays a human in the movie. Why? Her first movie ever. Uh, James Tolkien uh, plays, I believe, her boyfriend. Nope, no, he, no, he is. Uh, that's Strickland. He is Strickland from uh, Back to the Future. Sorry, I'm sorry, guys. I didn't mean to ruin your life. Lubick, I think, is his actual uh, yes. character's uh, name. Christina Pickles, Meg uh, Foster, and uh, Robert uh, Duncan McNeil. And Meg well. Foster was actually in, um, she was in They Live. Do you remember They <laughs> yes. Live? Have you have with we done Roddy, it? with Roddy Piper? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'll do it on here. No, I really don't know if I'll do it. I, I like that movie a lot. I, I'll do it if you want to bring it on here. We'll do. I live or they live. They I live. live. Yeah, they live. <laughs> I knew it. A new spinoff. I live. Um, yeah. Anyway, so there it is. Uh, very good. Uh, not not there yet. Bill Conti did the music. We talked about that earlier. Right. He has done. He's unbelievable. Won Oscars. Yeah. Won every award you can imagine. But yet he did the Masters of the Universe. Uh, uh, soundtrack, uh, not Canon Films did yeah. this. Not a whole lot of things going on with Canon uh, in the current day because I think it's gone yeah, now. They're all it gone. Ended in '94, August seventh, nineteen eighty-seven. This came out. So I mean, over thirty years ago, thirty-one years ago. Thirty-one now. years ago, yeah. And uh, wow, it came out. Eight, isn't that amazing? Eight seven eight seven. That's cool. But, whoa. <laughs> oh. Waka waka. Uh, uh, there you go. So then uh, we have a budget of $22 million and a box office of $17 million. They only lost five. <laughs> That's a great way to look at this. <laughs> million. Well, this is unbelievable. Make sure we say the word million after that. The toy line and the toy, that's the end of the deets, but the toy line, there was one year in 80, in 86 where, or 85, 86 where he had done $400 million of just the of, toys. Of toys. Think about that. $400 million of He-Man toys. Well, it started out as toys. It, like, it made. The show was after the fact. I've been saying $400 million off those toys. Yeah. And then the next year, $7 million. Oh, wow. That's on, like I said, that's on the, the toys that made us. It's on there. It's it's very, it's fascinating. Because it's just like it, the bottom, it just, the bottom just dropped out of it. Huh. Like it just went from being, it's cool, like for about three or four years there, to like, no one wanted these things. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really weird, though. They blame I, She-Ra. Some, some of the people that yeah. created He-Man... We, they're like we blame Shira. That's his cousin. She was his cousin, and uh, it was a competing show too. I mean, like she came right. on right after. But it was for and, girls. It was He Man for girls, right. basically. But it was they were in this. They were in alternate universes or something like that, but related somehow. So welcome to He Man. Thomas, are you ready to uh, answer the call to show us that you have the power? 
I, I think so. Uh, well, Thomas, you have the power to do 30-second synopsis. Masters of the Universe. Listen, if you do not complete this, uh-huh. then you have to be Gwildor in oh. Masters of the Universe 2, uh, Return to the Land Before Time. I don't think I can fill Billy Barty's but I'll It's try. a crossover between Land Before Time and He-Man. What, what if we Makes just, total sense. What if we just make him dress up as Gwildor for <laughs> Halloween? And people are like, what? <laughs> what are what you? What are you? Yeah. I'm Gwildor from He-Man. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. <laughs> Orko? No, Gwildor. Gwildor. <laughs> it is as bad as we're describing it, Phil. It's pretty stupid. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. And you have the power. Thomas, go. Okay, Skeletor's taking over the castle, Grayskull, and imprisoned the sorceress, right? So He-Man, Tila, and Man-at-Arms try to rescue her, but they get to jump on her, and they barely escape uh, with the help of Gwildor. Nice. So these Earthlings, uh, Julie and Kevin, find the cosmic key, and then they're suddenly like in league with the heroes, all right? So Skeletor, Evelyn, and their rogues gallery follow them to the Earth. Conflict ensues. Skeletor seems to have won, but uh, they don't, and so Kevin makes a new cosmic key and they go back and then Skeletor waxes uh, the driveway. Uh, uh, I don't even know. Good journey. Wow, that uh, was really good. That was good. <laughs> that you was had really it going good. and then you lost it at the end. It's uh, fun. I, I think I, in order to do 30 second synopsis right, you almost have to fast talk. Like, there's no way to just like talk normal speed. You kind of have to like... Yeah. Okay, mi- so I will be Gwildor, but you have to find me the costume. <laughs> We could make it out of. We go to a barbershop, and make it out of human hair. Um, uh, we got Sydney in the live chat. Uh, tell us about uh, the FCC not wanting uh, anyone to actually uh, be killed. The live character, any, any live, live characters. characters, only robots. Hmm. Well, there were lots of stormtroopers that were killed, which is so not He-Man. Or were they like space balls? They may I can't been, tell. That, that's what I thought too. <laughs> like exactly, stormtroopers or the <laughs> the one on the Death Star that would do the point that did the pointing. The boom, boom. That guy. <laughs> um, but they um, man, what a lame movie. Okay, so let's talk about that movie. Um, we have He-Man is Dolph Lundgren. Yep. We open. With um, a terrible matte painting, by the way. Yeah, pretty stupid. Pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. Pretty bad. Like a like the box art. Like Four a t- Castle Grayskull was better. Yeah, like a TV show. <laughs> like a TV show from the eighties. It's about oh, you know, it's like a Power Rangers intro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I thought of. I, I remember thinking like a Power Rangers set or something. Yep. yep. And Rita Repulsa wasn't going to be there to high five everybody. <laughs> um, well, we get Goldar in the end. We but get, we'll get around we do to get him. Goldar in the end. Um, Skeletor. We did get Goldar in the end. We it's so did. weird. I know. Skeletor has taken over Castle Grayskull. <clears throat> I'm not sure how he teleported in to get Castle Grayskull. The Sorceress doesn't really, again, look like the Sorceress. Not really, no. She looks kind of like one of the Golden Girls. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, with a little bit of uh, gems on her on her head. Yeah. I um, kind of got this. Not, gl- not a bird theme. Nope. And I kind of got like that Glinda the Good Witch feel yes. from her. Right? So yes. pulling a little Wizard of Oz to the yes. whole thing too. So and she's stuck there in her little holographic prison that she's in or yes. whatever it is. They use wordage. Skele- Skeletor uses verbiage like He Man is part of the rebellion or the resistance. Yes. Yep. Which I found that is not this is the first one I'd say is a fail. And I know CinemaSins has done a video on um on uh, has done a video and also has done talk about on their podcast about Masters of the Universe, um, and I know that this would be one of the fails they have on the on the uh, on the sins they have on the movie. They they talk about this resistance in the cartoon. Prince Adam is the Prince of Eternia. Mm-hmm. His father is the King of Eternia. His mom is the Queen of Eternia, and they are in charge of Eternia. Right. And it's kind of flipped. Skeletor in the in the cartoon is the one trying to just come in and turn, you know, be evil and, and, and usurp the king. And in this movie, it's like Vader. It's almost like right. Darth Vader. Well, he, and, comes and the, in, yeah. he comes in. Like, that opening scene is like, the, he comes in like Vader. I mean, it's exactly like that. As stormtroopers come in, here comes <laughs> Vader. He talks to, like, kind of taunts the sorceress and everything, and he zaps her with his force lightning yes. and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, what's what's going on? Um, Skeletor has found this cosmic key and the cosmic key is what allowed him to open a portal to get into Castle Grayskull undetected. 
Right. He-Man, the man in arms of the gang, cannot figure out how it got in undetected. Right. Um, we meet up later after the opening scene of Skeletor uh, taunting. And, and also, she's in a force field. He's draining her power. Basically, they have 24 hours until the new moon rises right. to get to save her, basically. Yep. Uh, or her, all of her power will be drained, and Skeletor will become Goldar from uh, Power Rangers. So is, Gold, is, is Skeletor sort of like a Skeksis, drawing the essence from the sorceress? It's very much like that. You're right. <laughs> um, so they uh, they have this cosmic key. It looks like it looks like um, a. It's got these keys on the side of it. Yeah. And the, the Kevin guy, when they do get to Earth, thinks it's some sort of a synthesizer in it because it makes some music. Because there's music throughout the galaxy, says Gwildor. <laughs> and it's like, whoa, good Lord. Didn't he say that like like the universe is music at one point in and the I movie? And was, I was ready for <clears throat> Kevin's band because they talk about his band a bunch. Mm-hmm. They, Kevin, the the love, the love interest, Kevin, yeah. who, we, who we meet later. I was ready. For, I wanted his band to play. I so wanted Wild Stallions <laughs> to break out and play a show for just if there's in a stupid scenario where you know what I'm saying yeah. we're like and yeah here's the hit song from Kevin's band right the Cosmic Key Kevin and the Cosmic Keys that would be awesome you could have Huey Lewis there with a megaphone saying like you're just too loud guys we would not have we'd have to get we'd have to get Ray Parker Jr. this movie could not get yes. Huey Lewis it would be the same scenario and have to get Ray Parker Jr. and sing. Uh, I ain't afraid of no Skeletor. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, okay. And there's something strange in Eternia. Who are you going to call? Gwildor. Hey, Gwildor. <laughs> so they um, they uh, have snuck into the castle. They've taken over uh, Castle Grayskull. He-Man, Man-at-Arms, and Tila are on the outside fighting off Skeletor's evil forces. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we, find, we, run, we meet Gwildor for the first time. Uh, the Thanorian, he's a Thanorian, he's a locksmith, and he uh, has created two cosmic keys. There's right. two of them. Uh, and uh, one of them plays in major chords, Phil, and one of them plays in minor chords. Okay. I'm lying. That's not true. <laughs> they're, both, okay. they, they're the same thing. Phil's, uh, music. I was going with you there. No, that would have been such a like deep, <laughs> like pointless, like pointless stuff for them to do. Uh, but combined, they, they become a Tesseract, and Thanos takes over the planet. Um, so, uh, anyway... They um they find Gwildor. They go into his secret lair, uh, his his uh, workshop. Uh, they freed him. They did from free him. Skeletor's bad guys from the little net. He's sort of wrapped up like three PO a little bit, and so they get him out of there. And uh, he goes down into his little his little hut. It's either like a little Hobbit hole or like, it is like Yoda's little thing on Dagobah or yes. whatever. And he pulls out that thing and he's that cosmic key and he's messing with it. And yeah, so it's actually pretty like honestly that thing's pretty cool looking. First song he plays is bam 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 bam. Little smoke on the water. Bam bam. All right, so uh, this movie looks a lot like Star Wars from the trailer. Is it kind of the, that way throughout? I, I think that's or? what they're going after because a lot of set pieces look like look like it. But you also, I mean, it's stormtroopers for there's a large lot of it, right? chunks of this movie that you know are just done on a on a soundstage. Yeah, I mean, just oh, flat yeah. out soundstage. Yeah. Um, we go to Skeletor again after the the rebellion has escaped. With the cosmic key, um, they then decide. Uh, Skeletor is talking about how awesome he is. Sorcerer, it's a lot of that smack talk. We go back to He Man and the gang, and they're like, "We've got to get into the castle to save the sorceress." Can you, Gwildor? Can you get us into the castle? He plays the keys. He plays in and got a Devita on the on the cosmic key, and then uh, they're like, "Oh, we're here! Look, we're here now!" But like right in the middle of Skeletor's forces. Right. Yeah. Which um, is, I mean, like. 20 yards in another direction, maybe they could have yes. gotten the jump on him a little bit. Before this, there was a... Sloppy <laughs> writing. Right. There was a situation before... Well, thanks. Uh, who was the writer? What was he? His name? <laughs> David O'Dell. Thanks, yeah, buddy. Dave. Thanks, David. Thanks, Dave. Um, He-Man shoots a gun several times to start this thing out. Oh, He-Man doesn't need guns. He's got a blaster. We don't need guns. He does not need a gun. Does he only use a sword in the I show? Thought, I don't remember him ever well, having okay, a gun. Okay, well, one, because I, I don't He-Man know. can deflect... The lasers back at you. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if you shoot at him, he'll just pink, and you're dead, because he'll just shoot right the lasers back at you. He's a Jedi. He only he's needs a, a lightsaber. Yep. Absolutely. But he's he's both Luke Skywalker and Han Solo together. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but true. wearing basically what 
you know, and Prince, Conan, Princess and, Leia wore on well, Jabba's he's barge. Like, but he, in that aspect, he's like Conan the Barbarian. Right. Which initially He-Man was going to be, was basically... Okay, well, you, yeah, it was you based get, on a Conan well, idea. Well, you would get, in a He-Man figure, you would get a little comic, which I thought was genius. And there's a little bit... Of, I wish I still had a movie. Oh, I didn't know that. I bet there's someone in my parents' house probably yeah. dug somewhere deep in there. And He-Man, in the first ones you would get, he was a wandering barbarian. Mm-hmm. He didn't live in Eternia. There was no, I mean, he didn't live in the castle. There was no Prince Adam. He was just He Man walking around. This actually harkens back more to that. Yeah. When he's just He Man. There's no Prince Adam. There's no alter ego. There's no, you know, the Clark Kent yeah. that is yeah. He Man. Um, Which seemed kind of interest, like unnecessary anyway to the well, story. But I mean, they almost live, maybe they live in a post apocalyptic time for Eternia, where at one point all that happened, and this is after. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is after that all went down, and they're on the, they're on the run now. Skeletor is half one anyway. Sure. And now he's even taken over. They don't really say that. They could have said that. They could have. <laughs> it would have made things a lot easier. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> so um, they um, they they teleport into the into the cast into Castle Grayskull. They um, then are separated. They can't save the sorceress. They then Gwildor has to open up a another portal to uh, anywhere anywhere anywhere. Just- Take us. Anywhere. That's right. Just go to plaid. We're yes. good to go. And uh, dark side, of, dark side of the moon. Uh, right. The entire album plays on the uh, synthesizer uh, cosmic key, uh, and you get to hear uh, breaking the wall. And this thing opens up in the breaking the wall, and they go into Earth. Into they the, end up in Earth. Yep. Where Courtney Cox, Phil, working at at Buddy's Chicken Shack. Yes. <laughs> no it, lie. Is leaving her job. So this, I'm assuming this never happens in the show, right? <laughs> they don't ever go to Earth. <laughs> they never, never go in to the Earth com- in He-Man. The they're never on Earth in He-Man. It's like uh, in a galaxy far, far away, basically. It's, like in yeah, Star Wars. they're always on Eternia, right? Yeah, we don't need to go to Earth. We do not need to go to Earth. So, but they do. Yeah. And uh, she is there. Courtney Cox is there. Her parents, we find out. This sounds a lot like Super Mario Brothers. Like the, 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 the movie. <laughs> the movie, it is yeah. a lot like that. Right, because yeah, they, they go to Earth. Which like actual Earth. Then if you're Super Mario, why would you do the dumb things you did with anyone? Yeah. Learn, anyway. from, learn, learn, learn from, from these mistakes. mistakes. Yeah. Um, they um, they had died in a, in a plane Courtney, crash. Yeah, Courtney Cox's parents died in a plane crash. And she blames herself because they were going to go to the beach together. She backed out because she needed to study. They just chose to go to Catalina for the day on the plane because her dad is a pilot. We don't ever see the plane. Um, but they ended up dying in a plane crash. Is she in this movie quite a bit? Oh, she's, she's the main, like the she's main, the main character. A, she's the main oh, character. really? She ends up yeah. being the main character. Okay. Yeah. So then her and her boyfriend, who reminds me a lot of... Super Mario came out came well, he's, out he's, much, oh, yeah, 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 much yeah. later he's after Lieutenant, this uh, Lieutenant whatever, what, uh, from Star Trek Voyager. Oh, he Tom, is? Tom Paris. Okay. Yeah. Did you that's, watch Tom Par- that's Tom Paris. That is Tom Paris. <laughs> <laughs> that's so crazy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Um, so he... Um, sorry, we nerded out on Star Trek there. Um, I love Star Trek, by the way. There's not a dang thing you can do about it. Um, I wondered. I wondered whenever the whole reveal about her parents dying in the plane crash, if like she was going to put a cowl on at some point and like start fighting <laughs> crime, or so they died in an alley. <laughs> they died in an alley, taking her to the uh, show. So they, um, so so the parents have died. Her boyfriend Kevin um, just wants to be with her, but she's like, "I'm leaving." Mm-hmm. She's just going away, right? Right. She's just going away. I gotta get someplace different. Uh, she's breaking up with Kevin. She's going on her own, right? Well, meanwhile, she runs into uh, this galactic war, apparently, that's going on. And He-Man and the gang, um, they uh, co-op her into this... Kind of helping out. Helping out, yeah. basically. But can I, can I can we, can oh, we roll back absolutely. just for a second? Please do. Because before this happens, right, she's, she's telling Kevin that she's leaving and everything. And before she sort of splits town, they decide to go to the... Go to the uh, cemetery. You remember the scene? Yes. Okay, so they're standing there, and it's like the super sad moment where they're kind of like, oh, my parents are so dead, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then literally like 30 seconds later, she's smiling like a fat kid on free donut day whenever they find <laughs> the cosmic key, like in this giant hole yeah. just outside the cemetery. Yeah. I, I hate that stuff. That, that's it, a, nothing makes a movie seem more fake than that. It's literally yeah, she goes from like like being like sad about her parents to like, oh yippee, look at this cool new gadget we just found oh, in the that's ground. So stupid. <laughs> so they um, sorry. Well, no, you're no, you're <laughs> bothered fine. me. You're fine. You're fine. Um, then they uh, what was it before that though? 
you also at the draw at the as soon as she leaves buddy's chicken shack it, uh, buddy's chicken and ribs i think so what was um so they, robbie's 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 uh in the woods or in, in the bushes behind the chicken place man at arms <laughs> yeah. and tila are there and and then gwildor you find out later is already scoping it out but they're looking for food they're like we're hungry we smell food so we're hungry so Gwildor steals uh, with this hook. The grappling The grappling hook. that saved the cosmic key earlier. Um, he steals a bucket of chicken and ribs. I think it's... No, I think it is it chicken is, and ribs. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> they're eating them, and Man in Arms is like, oh, this is delicious. Tila eats them and goes, man, what, how'd this meat get on these sticks? On these white sticks. <laughs> and then Man in Arms, being the military guy, goes, oh, these are bones. These are the animal bones. And she is repulsed. I know. Like, this is like She's the a first... straight-up vegan. This is the vegetarian movie. Oh I mean, like, it's so ahead of its time. It was weird, Jack. though. Like, I was like, I remember being little going, dude, that looked good. Like, why are you upset? But I guess it's because we have been, we have been trained to, to eat, you know, meat like that. I guess, yeah. And she, attorney, is a, is a, you know, higher, this is a higher group of people. Right. You don't, you don't eat Cringer. You ride on his back. Well, that battle is cat. true. Animals are our friends. Yeah. And they yeah. are our friends. I love animals. Sure. Um, they're delicious. They are. Okay. Anyway, I, you know, I like animals. Okay. I have pets. I've had pets. Didn't eat, I didn't eat the pets. I'm sure they would have <laughs> been delicious sure I'm, too. I'm not sure where I'm going with this. I digress. <laughs> Phil will take that out and post. Um, probably not. Nope. He's shaking his head. No. Okay. So, um, where was I? I was rambling. So we were at the chicken shack. There, yeah. That was something that puzzled me. I feel food. like you guys are making this up. Like it's that, that so sounds... true. There's this part where Gwildor pulls out a rib, and he—it's so disgusting the amount of like barbecue sauce that goes down his face <laughs> oh. on his hair, oh. on his old hair, or whatever. Uh, real quick though, before we get going here, we'll take a break uh, briefly here. But I will say, um, they meet up. The cosmic key is found in the cemetery. Um, they the the forces of evil, Skeletor's group, try to take the cosmic key. And when well, we he's, come, he's pissed. He's ready. Oh, yeah. to, you know what I mean? He's oh, yeah. like, find them. Yes, exactly. Just incinerate them. When we come back, we'll talk more about the Cosmic Key. All right. Well, we're back. Uh, we've got uh, producer Phil is in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, Thomas Folks. Howdy, howdy. In the house. And we're talking on the Horror Movie Podcast. We're talking about the masters of the universe. Uh, the film. Not mm. the beloved TV show and figures. <laughs> but... Um, we're talking about this horrible film. We left off. We found the cosmic key. It is a um, basically looks like it's a weird long uh, spherical synthesizer thing that makes songs. And um, Kevin, uh, who is the boyfriend of Courtney Cox in this movie, I'm yes. not lying about this, folks. They've come to Earth. He man has, and uh, Courtney Cox's boyfriend Kevin uh, has found has found this cosmic key, and he wants to have it appraised. At the pawn shop, Phil. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Not at the pawn shop. No, he takes it to his friend at the music store. Oh, I felt like it was a pawn shop, but you're right. <laughs> Charlie's. Charlie's. Charlie's music, music store. Uh, one one day, Depeche Mode came in and bought a Moog synthesizer from them is why Charlie's so well-known. Mm-hmm. There's a Moog. big. Mo- you see the Moog poster in the... Uh, in the background. In the background, in every shot. It's so funny. Yeah. Purple uh, haze is on whenever yes. he walks in. It's great. <laughs> um, so he goes in. He's not sure. This may be one of those new Japanese uh, synthesizers I've been hearing about. And then he presses this can, big red can, button. Can you play Stairway to Heaven on it? Well, he picks up big, uh, this big opening, this uh, big red button, and it opens up, and these lights go above it. Like, it looks yeah. pretty cool. It's a pretty cool thing. It, it's a pretty cool I, little deal. You get a laser light I show with it. I thought the effects it. on this were pretty cool. It did remind me a lot of E.T., and it reminded me a lot of a lot of Back to the Future in that yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. The effects, the effects on that, and actually the music. I mean, isn't bad. Yes, it's not bad. It's it's got a good little tune to it. While he is talking to his friend Charlie, they, um, while he talk, talking to his friend Charlie uh, about the cosmic key, he his girlfriend Courtney Cox uh, is back at the gig because they're going to play a gig that night. It's all set up for the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. <laughs> And um, and they um, the evil villains of Skeletor's henchmen, uh, which we all know and love. Let's talk about these henchmen. Oh yeah, uh, none of which are part of, of the universe of yeah. the actual universe, except for okay, Beast Man and Evil Lin are right. But we have Karg, Karg, who looks kind of like a, a miniaturized lizard David Bowie from Labyrinth. Yes, 
with a very large head and huge white hair. Yeah, he's got fabulous hair. Yes, who's uh, name? Name some other ones. <laughs> oh, uh, Blade. Blade, which is like this swordsman guy. I, I don't know what his deal is. Yes, and then there's Saurod or Zarod or Sarod. Sarod, who looks like uh, Merman. He should have been Merman. Tweaky. What they should just call him Merman. Because he was uh, one of the Merman was one of He Man's villains that was Skeletor's henchman, and it looks like he was Merman underneath that that. Uh, why can't you just armor? call him Merman? I know why. Why weren't they using actually? It makes I, no sense. I've not found anything that says why they didn't. I mean, like they didn't call it He Man and the Masters of the Universe. They just called it Masters of the Universe. So maybe they didn't have all the licensing for. Maybe it cost more to get licensing for specific characters. I don't know, but wow. It's really weird. I mean, they ended up adding these action figures to the the toy line after the movie was made, but I can't imagine they did very well though. Right? <laughs> I can't either. <laughs> no, uh, we we meet the evil villains of Skeletor's henchmen that he sends that are not like like Trap Jaw was a main one that was in the cartoon. He's not in here. Beast Man, it's sort of like Beast Man, but he's not right. the same way. And then beyond that, evil ends there, but they don't have the normal villains that you'd find with no. Skeletor's crew. Yeah. And this, they, and in this these masks and and I would say that the the one guy the Saurad the mm-hmm. merman guy his his makeup is probably the best at all of them. He doesn't say anything. Yeah. But he's behind the the armor and all that kind of stuff. So he looks pretty good. Saurad looks terrible. Gwen Gwildor looks terrible. Like his his right eye is half shut it's the bad. entire Yes. Show. I yeah. mean, it's like crazy. Really, really bad uh, prosthetic stuff yeah. they used. Beastman doesn't <laughs> the talk Blade, at all. The Blade character, his name's Blade. Very usable, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't have been that hard just to call him, make a head thing and call him Trapjaw. Trap or yeah. there's a tri- there's a Cyclops guy that he's kind of like because mm-hmm. he has a one eye, has an eye patch thing. On. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if you're right, Tom. Like, why would you not just do Trapjaw? Like, it seems really weird to me. Ah, there had to be a reason, right? Like, I, w- I wonder if if they were hoping to capitalize on this film and and be yeah. like, well, here's more characters, but why not just throw in a, a Ram more, Man yeah. or yeah. you know, um, yeah. the 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 B guy? I mean, how hard Buzz would off. it have been? Buzz I, off. To I'm, get not him ima- out there. I'm not against them creating new characters, but when the majority of them are new, that seems really weird to me. Like, I mean. Throw away fan service? Why would you do that? Like a lot of your dollars, a lot of your box office is going to be people that want to see right. their favorite animated character brought to life. Right. So they, um, they, they while while they're while he's getting Charlie to look at this, Courtney Cox's character is having to watch my stuff. Hey, watch my stuff, babe. That's what her boyfriend says. Protect our stuff. Yeah, the band stuff. You know how that goes, right? Uh, and and so while Skeletor's henchmen show up and just trash the place, while while she's there. She's running around. Luckily, He-Man shows up, fights them off, and they run away. Um, and they're trying to chase down. They have the ability to track these cosmic keys, by the way. They have advanced technology. Skeletor's group has advanced technology. Siri. Siri. Yes, yeah. the Siri for them. <laughs> uh, and so they can track it down. They eventually, um, the cosmic key gets damaged in a fight later on. I think somebody shoots it, right? Yes. Um Evil Lynn acts like Courtney Cox's mom at one point, uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, he they get the jump on He Man and the gang because of this deception, mm-hmm. and then uh, the bad guys show up, and He Man has to sacrifice himself and say, "Take me prisoner to let my people right. go. I'll be your slave, Skeletor." Yes, yes. and so he he's taken back to Eternia through a portal. Uh, Skeletor, by the way, showed up on Earth, and he rolls in down this street. Right. Yep. There is no one. Nope. On this street. There's nobody there. Like, it's nighttime, yes, but man, if this commotion that was going on, the trees were going oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a city street, people would be like, what's happening out here? And they would just be like, pling, 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 shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah. There's no one on the street. There is a Hallmark uh, store on the street, though, because it says, uh, that <laughs> Skeletor's uh, <laughs> hovercraft thing flies by, and you can see the Hallmark gift store is what it says. Oh, there were, there were a couple of, like, funny. really, really, like, bold you know like product, product placements there's like yeah. a pepsi was in there at one point um there was another one that i can't remember right off the top of my head but i was like wow okay so i guess we're gonna sell some pepsi then huh? um we're gonna take totally sell that pepsi um but they uh so they take he-man back he gets whipped with a laser whip by the blade character oh, yeah. which was a pretty cool weapon it was a cool weapon he-man and sometimes the the animation is a little bit off on the whip yeah because he's like, eh, and then it's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 1987 can only do so much. And um, anyway, they teleport back using a synthesizer, a literal synthesizer from Charlie's uh, music store. Um, they, and, and this mobile that Gwildor has put together. Through, like, he had all the components. Everybody just had the stuff on him. All he needed was a keyboard. He also, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you had sonic keys on this planet. That's what he says. <laughs> and now he did he did retrofit a car, an old, as a 57 Chevy or something. Right. Uh, no, it, was with, a, it was a Cadillac. It was a Cadillac. Was, yeah. With futuristic uh, stuff. He had time somehow yeah. to create this I mean, car. If I guess, gonna, I don't know. If you're, you're going to be Gwildor, why not roll in a pink Cadillac. And you know with what I mean? like a sun hat on. He has like a sun hat yeah. on. Um, yeah. That <laughs> always getting in trouble. Not Orco, but Gwildor. Yeah. No, Orco. I, Orco. I can't believe this. Um, it would have been too, this is what, this old Gary Goddard says this in the, in the, on the commentary. He says, it would have been too expensive for the studio for them to put Orco in there because he'd had to be flying in every scene. Well, there's the whole, I mean, I know they have some practical effects and stuff like that. They put those, you know, barges that Skeletor's on on dollies and whatnot. But there's there's literally like a three or four minute scene where He-Man and, and the Silver Surfers are like flying around through town and stuff yes. when they're after each other. Gosh. Unbelievable. <laughs> stupid. This thing's so horrible. So they get back to Eternia. They, they um, teleport back in, save, save the day. Courtney Cox helps save the day because she's Courtney Cox. She gets one wish before she leaves Eternia. After they save the day. Oh, by the way, I didn't say this. Uh, what's the uh, J- James Tolkien Detective Lubick? Yeah, yeah, Strickland, um, Strickland from Back to the Future. <laughs> he decides to stay. This is weird, though. Like this is weird. He becomes part of the little gang because he ends up going through the teleport to get there. He doesn't believe them the whole time they're on Earth. Right. That the, the, he thinks these people are all play acting. Mm-hmm. He's a cop. Yeah, yeah. He, he thinks they're all play acting. They're larping. Seriously. <laughs> and then it, and then it's not until he gets to attorney and he's getting shot at. And he shoots a bunch of people with his shotgun. Yeah. They beat Skeletor. And then literally five seconds later, he goes, I'm not going anywhere. I've got this, I've got this great woman here. I've got I'm not lying. He's like all decked out in like a toga. He has a new outfit on. And I don't know if days of it has supposed to have passed. I don't know, but he seems pretty happy and content. And he's like, Oh, this is great. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going back. What am I going back to? This is the best retirement ever. Weird, like yeah. You know why he stayed? Uh, they don't have taxes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he could get away from it in Eternia. It's true. But you, there's only two things you can't escape, except in Eternia, you you can only escape. You Just can't escape death. death. That's the only one. <laughs> and that's well, yeah. you know happens more readily. Um, they um, He-Man in his fighting, by the way, Skeletor powered up and was able to use the power of Grayskull. Right. And he does turn into Goldar, the big gold thing from um, Power Rangers. Yes, and uh, he. Uh, Fights He Man and He Man beats him and kicks him into this hole. Uh, down like this, the, is, this into is the Sparta, pit. His Sparta, this is Sparta moment, and he ends up falling down into this pit. And then at the end of the credits, this is yeah, a post credit a post credit scene. No lie. Wow. And his head comes up out of the water, of the, the bottom of this pit, Terminator style. What's he say? I'll be back. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> and they planned for a Masters of the Universe too, but when they lost five million dollars, yeah. Did, did Goddard say anything about that on the yeah, yeah. director's cut? You know, actually, the movie, the, the movie Cyborg is Masters of the Universe 2. No Whoa. way. Yes. That's crazy. Yep. Did they, he also direct that? I don't know if he still if he actually directed that, but they used the script that they had already had written Whoa. for Cyborg. They just changed Total some Recall. Of the, that's cool. Total Recall 2, mm-hmm. the initial, the original Total Recall 2, which never happened. Mm-hmm turned into Minority Report. Did you know that? That makes sense. And so then it's like, that, that happens in Hollywood, where they'll take a script and be mm-hmm. like, well, let's change it into this, which right. is so weird. Just yeah. cha- change the character names and a couple of the plot yeah. things. And um, yeah. I, I cannot believe they went to Earth. That is so crazy to me. Why would they? I mean, it's like weird. It's the strangest It's the I mean, strangest thing. It makes no sense. Why, I mean, would you, why would you expect that your fan base is really wanting that? Like, let's give the people what they want. And, and send all these characters to her. They want the character. They want his henchmen. They want, you know what I'm saying? They want He-Man's good guy friends. They want the henchmen. They want to have, to have some sort of battle. It's weird. That's well, insane. It, but if you think about it, in those days, like what was the what were the movies that were being made for kids that were toys and things like that? There weren't very many. 
You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they came out of like all new universes and things yeah. like that. So like this was like one of the only toy movies that was out. Like how long do we have to wait for a GI Joe but movie? But we was did terrible? have now we had a <laughs> well, we did have a Transformers animated movie that was in theaters. The tra- Transformers sure. the movie. There was a GI Joe movie that was in theaters. It was but it was animated. Right. This was the only one that was brave enough to try live action. Yeah. The GI Joe one would have been doable. You know, one of live the things, action. One of the things that Gary Otter talked talked about in the commentary also was the fact that like he was not happy with the cinematography that was done because they had shot a lot of the movie in sixty frames, and so the reason why it looks very wow. flat and very video for most of it is because like they basically shot half the movie at sixty frames, and then he was like, ah, this isn't going to work. We need something more cinematic. And so that's when he got like his gaffers and his lighting people to come in and talk to a cinematographer, and they started shooting it at I think at like twenty four again. Wow, wow! So you'll get some scenes that like really are are jarring in terms of like cuts because they would have done half the scene on one side of it and the other half so weird in a totally oh, different man. aspect. Yeah, so, uh, or frame rate. What's amazing to that uh, about that to me is that it actually still made it to the silver screen, like with all of that, yeah. like with all of the, the, the jarringness of switching from 24 to 60 and yeah. like still be like, okay, it's, it's good for theaters. Let's push it out. He, he speaks of it like it's his lovely little child. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Goods and bads of the movie. Uh, Thomas, what's a good for this movie? You know, the fact that it exists is good. Um, and, <laughs> And if you if you had the toys, you had a movie. You know, Man at Arms is probably the one of the only characters that's really close to how he was. Even Tila was so far off. Yeah, she looked like she was coming out of like some sort of weird techno jazzercise yeah, thing or something. Weird. Like a bad uh, Sarah Connor, future version yeah. of Sarah Connor from Terminator. Right, Woman at Arms, she says at one time. Looks in the camera and says oh, it. Yeah. Which oh, was d- really weird. Dolph looks at straight down the barrel of the camera. You remember whenever they're in there and he's and Kevin's got that big collar on, <laughs> that truth collar? He looks straight down the barrel of the camera. Weird. Yeah. Odd. It's, it's just poor editing. Yeah. It, so the good things is are it exists. It does have good music. Some of the special effects are really good, especially for its time. Um, and it's... It's fun. I think that I think that uh, Frank Langella does or Langella does a great job. Um, he's a little melodramatic at times, but I mean, he sold that performance. Yes. So I mean, I don't know that anybody could have done better with less. Right. Um, bads, other than the rest, than everything else. I mean, <laughs> that's kind of where you're at. I mean, I think that Gwildor sort of takes the cake. It really his... does. I mean, it's like this weird, like not a character we even know or even want to know, and why. <laughs> Like, I guess because you couldn't do Orko, so let's make up a similar thing. Right. But, I mean, you couldn't do Orko, allegedly. I mean. No. Yeah. You know? It's, it, it's just bad. That that part is just bad. Um, Let's uh, rate this movie on one horrible being a bad movie mm-hmm. to five being uh, the, wor- the worst thing you can imagine watching on a screen. Mm, well, I've seen The Room, so. <laughs> so good. I love The Room. But I love The Room. See, I love it. Uh-huh. For how stupid that thing is, we give yeah. we gave the room a five, like straight yeah. straight yeah. out five. You know, honestly, it was trying to be a good movie. I would probably give this a, a solid three. Um, I would agree, and I I did get a lot of enjoyment out. Like I said, when I rented that tape, that VHS tape from Bob's TV and Appliances in Mountain View, Missouri, and I we watched that thing at the house, I was just like, ah. You know, I watched. It's it. not what I wanted, but yeah. I, it's <laughs> it is it's a He Man movie, I guess. Yeah. And you know, I I watched it twice yesterday, and I enjoy. I still enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Like I I get this sort of wry <laughs> smile on my face because it it's kind of fun. Yeah. You know, it's kind of fun. Yes, um, I, I mean, I it's this. not what you want, but it's still fun. <laughs> right. right. It's like you expect to get chocolate and you end up with Rocky Road. All right. It's still good. Chocolate, it's still uh, good. Audiences couldn't have been pleased with this movie, even oh, at the time, right? No. Okay. No, nobody. I, I didn't like it at the time. I like it better now for its nostalgia. Yeah. And it's kind of turned into this cult film and right, stuff like right. that. You know, you could you could basically like create a drinking game out of how many times Kevin <laughs> tells Strickland, like, you got to believe me that this is real. This is what's going on. <laughs> and he finally does. When he, he gets there, does, yeah. gets his new wife, apparently. Um, <laughs> Real quick, uh, before the radio people say bye-bye, um, 
What have you been into lately? Anything special that you've been into lately? Oh, you know, what I'm into lately is just kind of a lot of writing and stuff like that. But I've been helping out with some uh, friends right now who are start starting their own podcasts and stuff like that. You know, this is a great studio here, Studio DNA, and, and the setup that we've got here. This is wonderful. But not everybody um, can afford to do something like this. So, um, you know, I started out doing my own shows many years ago and went through the gauntlet of figuring out, what were the what were the right mics for my particular needs and stuff like that? So one of the things that I'd like to do a lot is just go out and try to find what are the what are the setups that you need. You know, mm-hmm. if you're a person that needs to know, um, hey, I want to start a show. What, what 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 do I need to do that? Well, it depends on how many people you're going to have, where they're going to be. You know, what what kind of setup you already got? Computer? Do you need to be mobile and all that kind of stuff? And so I I just enjoy sort of helping people out, kind of get started because. If I can do this, anybody. Oh, can do I, this. I and I yeah, I think the same thing. Where it's like, it's just a fun, uh, fun yeah. medium, man. It's so, so much yeah. fun. Well, thanks for coming on. Uh, stick thanks around after me. after this, but folks, thanks for tuning in. Let's uh, tag in to uh, more talk about uh, podcast stuff. Tell us about uh, shows you've done before. Uh, tell us about uh, Mike uh, miking things and that. Sure, sort of thing. I, tag on to that. That's your passion. Let's talk about it a little. Yeah. Bit. Um, so I've done a show. I did a show out in Arizona with the independent film community called Lights Camera Arizona. It's no longer available, but uh, we would go around and talk to the independent filmmakers in in that area and uh, kind of the projects that they were doing and stuff like that. And I'd done a comedy podcast prior to that and some uh, review stuff um, that I had also done. So um, none of those shows are still out anymore due to some other uh, reasons I don't really want to get into. No, gotcha. but, yeah. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I mean, so if you're a person that wants to get started in doing podcasting, there's a lot of questions that people have, you know, like it, how do I get it onto iTunes? How do I do whatever? But like, there's really basic stuff. Do I just need my phone or do I need a special mic? You know, I see radio stations, you know, and how they've got the pro mics and stuff like that. Do I need that? And, and then what all do I need to do? So, you know, I started out and said, I want to have good sound. And so, you know, all I had was a little computer, and I thought, well, I'm going to go out and buy myself a USB mic. So I bought a little USB mic. Well, it didn't have the ability for me to hear myself, and so when I would make a recording, I'd get a lot of that sibilance and and plosives, so, Uh you know, you're Mm. hearing those pops in the P's and the B's. Mm -hmm. Well... So that mic wasn't going to work. So I moved on to a different mic. And I knew at that time that I needed to to be able to have two people on. So I got a dual-sided, you know, a mic called the Yeti from mm-hmm. Blue. Mm-hmm. And it's another USB mic. But then it had a headphone jack and it had ability for me to do different patterns and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But that meant that I had to carry my computer around everywhere that I went right. to record. So it finally got down to the point where I was like, all right, I'm going to go out and buy some, you know, regular XLR mics and stuff like that and a mixer and, and a head, headphone monitor and all this kind of stuff so that not only I can hear what's going on, but what other people can go on. Yeah. And so it just it continues to evolve and evolve and evolve until, you know, I've got my home studio where I have a full-size mixer, you know, on my computer and I'm able to record right there. But if I want to... I can literally go out with an iPhone and a uh, in a in a USB or a lightning connected microphone and do an interview and record audio that's just as good mm-hmm. as what I can get out of my studio. It's awesome. Um and so like it goes from one extreme to the other and then there's everything in between. Yeah. So, you know, like again, that's just like that's just the basics. Like if you just want to get good sound because just like any movie, like, you know, a movie that has bad visuals yeah. is going to be forgiven if it has good sound. You can't watch a movie that has fantastic visuals with bad sound, though. Right. It takes you out of the Takes the you totally story, out of it. Storytelling part right. of it. Right. So get something that you know is going to make your voice sound good and then mm-hmm. know how to, how to deal with that. And you can do for that all of that on the cheap. Yeah. You know, there are free, free platforms out there for you to be able to record to mm-hmm. and edit. Right. And you can publish all that stuff pretty easily over to iTunes if you really want to, you know, or to, to Stitcher or to some of the other places that will right. ho- host things. Yeah. 
um, and get it out there on Google and Android devices and, and stuff like that. So, uh-oh. All good. <laughs> we got all special good. effects today. Well, I think it's important to, to let people know that um, podcasting is fun. Like, yeah. it's, it's not it's not like... I mean, we're 131 episodes in on this show, and we're still having a blast. Like, I mean, I, I could speak for Jack even on that. Like, right. I mean, we wouldn't do this if it wasn't enjoyable. And Absolutely. I, I think a lot of people think like, you know, well, you know, I kind of want to do a podcast, but once I get into it, it's probably going to be like this big chore, and it's going to be really difficult, and I'm going to be thinking about all the details. Like, that kind of that stuff kind of fades away once you yeah. kind of get into it. Yeah. So you well, got to get some content out and, there. And if it's your hobby, like I've I've always said this too about podcasting, it's like it's just my hobby. So it's like anything else where um, you do the fun things. I have uh, my brother uh, plays a lot of golf, like and he may play in a tournament every other weekend. You know, mm-hmm. and this is what he does. It's his hobby. You know, and mm-hmm. and he's just going doing that, spending lots of you spend a lot of time doing that. We don't spend that much time doing this, really. I mean, Phil is the producer on, I don't know, five other, po- four other podcasts right now currently. Yeah, Techni- we're kind of in transition right now, but yeah. Yeah, technically four. So, so I mean, you know, he stays busy doing that, but he likes doing it. And it, yeah. make, you know, and he can yeah. dial it up. It's fast fun. Everybody, it. everybody has a story to tell. And, you know, like if you enjoy telling those stories, or if you have interests and, and things like that, it's just start a conversation. You know what I mean? Like we all want to sit down with our friends and have a good time and, yes. and talk about what we're interested in. And mm-hmm. so what's, what's fun is that like, if you've ever been, sat in the food court at the mall yeah. and dared to over, overhear what the person next to you, you know, the conversation that they were having, I mean, like that's, that's kind of what, you know, podcasting is is like you're listening in on a really interesting conversation among friends that's a great way to put it you know so if you want to be a part of that conversation if you want to be in that conversation you can do it totally what a crazy time we live in like that people can just do this out of their homes or whatever well and radio like on on the audio end of it radio had a uh i don't want to say it negatively had had the lion's share of it had a strength i might say a stranglehold i mean they're the only people that were doing audio for forever to the point where you know, illegal, like pirate radio and mm-hmm. ham radio. I mean, ham radio a little less, but like, it was the only you, you you weren't you weren't able to do it on a scope that would would make any difference. You right. know what I'm saying, and now there are podcasts that pull down big numbers, so big bigger numbers than radio stations, big, bigger numbers than oh yeah, you know absolutely. what I'm saying. So yeah. it's like it's this weird time where technology now has caught up and and surpassed, and 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 people have access to that technology to be able to do the things they do and yeah. Anyone with an iPhone and a, yeah. just a few dollars in a couple of minutes. I'm I'm to the point in my thinking where I believe that the talk radio, let's say talk radio medium, music radio is a totally different beast, and mm-hmm. there's just a lot of other ways you can get your music. But people are still listening to the radio on the music end of it. Right. But I believe that like the talk radio end of it, like it, there's a point, and we're coming to it pretty soon, where unless you use like dual content where you're like, I have a you have a talk radio show, you know, and it yep. could be whatever your politics or whatever it is. You've got to have a podcast component of it, you know what I'm saying, or yeah. be able to tie both of them together because you're missing out on mm-hmm. on actual like if you're really not you know monetizing, you're missing out on the advertisers and reach of people far beyond what the radio signal can get. Yeah, and so it's like there people are starting to finally wise up. Well, like people are starting to do that more now, but. And you know the it thing. Took them a while. The thing is, like talk radio, like is all about um, personality. Yeah. So you have to like the person that you're listening yes. to, yeah. right? And you and and you may or may not agree with what they say, but you have to like that person. Yes. Podcast is all about um, uh, subject. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're into real estate, well, then there's yeah. 500 real estate podcasts. <laughs> yes. Well, and I'll, I, the real estate uh, radio shows are the ones. That I always will flip through, and it's always on a local station, and someone's talking about how to get in the real estate market or right. the investment show, and you're like, "This is like Snooze Fest 2000." <laughs> where, you know what I'm saying? Right. Where it's like, "Holy Lord!" Right. I love that we're in a time and place where people can do that and and find niche, like really specific things that they like. Like I, I pretty much almost exclusively listen to video game podcasts because that's mm. the the culture that I like. Well, I mean, we live in a world now where I can literally choose from dozens well, of podcasts and, and I talk say about this, nothing but video games. And I you say bet. this a lot to him. Like, 
I and he knows the podcast that I listen to, but like I listen to I'm, I'm a big fan of Richard Serrett, and he we have a mm-hmm. little bit of a relationship going as far as trading out some things and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's because we both kind of enjoy talking to each other and like you know we're friends and in, in that aspect as far as audio goes and that right. sort of thing. But he does like uh, conspiracy stuff and you know mm-hmm. and I, I enjoy it. It's fun. Like sure. it's just fun brain teaser stuff. But beyond that, literally. The only other podcast I listen to, I do listen to uh, uh, Marty and McGee, which is ESPN. They have a radio show. And then beyond those two, mm-hmm. everything I listen to is a wrestling podcast. Like, literal. <laughs> and a lot of it's retro wrestling. I don't listen okay. to a lot of people talking about current wrestling. I don't, so I, Some of it's okay. Yeah. I'm just not as into it as I am old school. Like, right. it's like this. We're talking about He-Man right. on this show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's retro. Uh-huh. Retro is so much fun. Like, and wrestling is the same way for me where I'm, I want I could talk for an hour about big John stud and Jimmy Superfly Snuka and Hillbilly Jim. Sure. Who, by the way, Hillbilly Jim has a, uh, serious, uh, XM radio show, uh, on, uh, on Sirius XM. Oh, cool. And has for like 13 years. Did you know that? Hmm. Hillbilly Jim. You guys know who that is? No. Never mind. All right. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. N- niche. Like, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. So cool. anyway, that's the good stuff. Yeah. Um, Come back on. Yeah. Uh, pick another movie. I will. And we will uh, do it up. I wouldn't mind doing a watch along uh, episode four, uh, Masters of the Universe, uh, where we sit, we'll watch it, we'll talk about it, uh, kick back, you know, enjoy ourselves. It'd be yeah. great. So that'd be awesome. Thanks, Tom. This is yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, always welcome. Thank you. Uh, anything else, else you want to pitch before we go? Not really, man. Okay. That's it. We'll come back on and uh, we'll do. Yeah. Let's do it up. Phil? deuces peace out peace out um folks uh you can help support our podcast on patreon.com slash studio dna um you know we got a lot of different uh levels you can support us at uh, a lot of cool stuff uh you can get from that and it just helps us out uh, we were talking about mics and microphones i'm looking to invest in a better travel mic setup i do another podcast called uh interstate of mind mm. it's literally on my commute to mm-hmm. work with uh, Scott Bryant, who we commute together. And it's one of those where I am using an, a USB mic and a laptop with my laptop. Yeah. Oh, man. And it's just because that's just the necessity, and I didn't want to spend a lot of money on it. Yeah. And I'm not um, – let me think about this. I am not as geeked up about spending money as I am of just getting something out. Does that make sense? Sure. And the sound quality is bearable enough <laughs> yeah. for someone to listen to. It's in a – it's in a – I love I love the show I and I'm not saying that because right. I'm on this show with Jack like it is a legitimately really funny and show. it is straight up comedy all oh, the yeah. time like yeah. that's all it is it's go- and it's us it's making go- up goofy. stuff it's goofy yeah, yeah. us just ham it if you but knew Scott what's what's so cool about the podcast and I, I'll say this so Jeff, Jack doesn't have to you know toot his own horn but like what's but so, I will what's so great about it is like what you were just saying about going to the mall and mm-hmm. overhearing a conversation at the table next to you. This is literally a podcast about two guys just hanging out in a car, like uh, <laughs> just driving to work. It's a carpool co- podcast, yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, called "Interstate of Mind." And yeah. uh, like, it's it's a, the audio quality could be could, could always be, be better. Could be better. And, and and maybe you guys want to talk after the show and kind of sure. figure that out. But like, um, you know, the car is going, you know, seventy five miles per hour, maybe faster. Sometimes eighty <laughs> <laughs> down the interstate, and so there's only so much you can really do. But um, yeah. I sit it's in the, whenever we do it, I'll tell you this behind the scenes. <laughs> I sit in the passenger seat with my microphone and I, I, I host quote unquote host the show. And then I will hold the mic <laughs> to Scott. So truckers, I'm sure truckers driving. can see into, uh, can see into the truck or into the car and be like, what's happening in there? The, the so. tagline that, that most, most episodes he'll say at the end is like, He'll remind the audience, you know, um, you know, remember, you know, if you're driving down the highway, you might just look over and see two guys recording a podcast. And I love that. Like, it's so funny. It's silly. And if, <laughs> if you knew Scott and if you knew my personality when it's just just opened up, here we go. And you have to kind of like it actually helps me kind of get pumped up to go to work. So it's like, you know, what I'm saying like it just gets you kickstarted. So uh, folks on the live chat, thank you so much. Um, oh, man. Uh, the Bruiser and the Crusher. Uh, and the uh, the uh, the assassins too. Um, uh, David, thanks for tuning in. Jasmine, uh, Sydney's in there, and Truck Stop. You guys are awesome, as always. Um, 
I like uh, that Jasmine good stuff. pointed out that this movie came out as number 60. Six, <laughs> there were 59 other movies that did better in the pockets office <laughs> for, 80, for 87. <laughs> and I watched Born in East LA. My parents rented it. I love that movie. And uh, my parents are very, I'm just going to say this, my parents are very Anglo. So, I mean, I'm sure they were just like, what did we rent? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. I digress. The but. chat's always awesome. Come yep. join us on uh, Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA sometime. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Thomas, thank you so much, man. Thank you, guys. You're Appreciate awesome. it. Had a great time. Uh, Phil, as always, uh, you're great. And uh, the check's in the mail. So we'll Sweet. see you soon. And uh, talk to you later. Bye-bye. The Horror Movie Podcast is heard weekly on great stations like 88.1 KZ88, South Central Missouri's Public Radio, 104.1 Caps Media in Ventura, California, 103.5 WADR, Janesville, Wisconsin, and 105.5 KFGM, Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula. The Horror Movie Podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the thehorrormoviepodcast.com.